beautiful sweet friend i am so happy to see you today so happy you took out the time to speak with me which by the way that means so much you have no idea i literally think of myself as just another grain of sand on the beach so the fact that people or you in this case have taken out the time to just chat with me or listen to my open thoughts and ramblings it really it really means a lot um currently i've been sipping on just some regular old pike place from starbucks i'm sure we're all familiar with that brew if you go to starbucks it's the medium roast it'll always be the medium roast the dark and the blonde roast do change um temporarily or seasonally i guess i should say uh, I used to work at Starbucks, so that's how I know that, but Pike Place is an OG, and it'll always stay as a medium roast. But anyways, let's just jump into something, like, pretty personal. <laughs> I figured that for one of my first episodes, I would like to actually discuss my insecurities, and although it is a bit personal... I do feel like I can openly share my insecurities because I am an open person and as an open book, I've given all of you the the right to read it. So it won't get extremely incredibly deep because I would like to get to know you a little bit better before we reach that point, but we'll just we'll just start off with something something rather light but still deep. I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know if that's a paradox. I don't know if that's, um, what is it, an oxymoron? I'm not sure, but I hope that you understand where I'm coming from. So, my insecurities, wow, okay. Something that I think every female goes through, and you know what, scratch that, everybody goes through this, because I know that male and female, it doesn't matter, we've all gone through stages in our lives where we feel incredibly insecure about our physical appearance and our bodies. And yes, it's true, social media does not make things any easier for a woman to feel like a woman. Um, You see these tiny waists, these huge butts, and you just look at yourself and you're like, wow, I am not to society. I am not beautiful. But honestly, that's besides the point because it's not just women who feel like that. I'm sure men too um, see these really buff guys on their Instagram pages or whatever social media they have. And they may not feel jealousy or envious, but they may feel bad about themselves, just like we do as women. But it's taken me a lot of time to accept myself physically and in my shape and in my figure. Recently, with quarantine, I have gained a bit of weight. Nothing too crazy, but it just seems like with every pound that I gain, the self-esteem bar drops lower and lower. And I've avoided looking at myself in the mirror because I don't like what I see. Um, I try to make my showers real quick so I don't look down and see my belly, you know, things of that nature. But I've honestly learned to just not care anymore because the the fact of the matter is that if I really had a problem with the way I looked, then I would 
put in the same amount of energy into changing it. And I believe in having a healthy lifestyle. I don't believe in fad diets. I don't believe in crash diets. I don't believe that you should be exercising your butt off and only eating 500 calories a day. I believe in sustainable and gradual change, not so much rapid change. I don't believe that you should be fasting for a week. Now, I know some people have done that. I know there's a ton of research that's been backed up for with people, you know, nutritionists that talk about that kind of stuff. But personally, I would never do that. Intermittent fasting, I feel like it's a bit more sustainable. But I don't believe in anything that goes against not taking care of your body the way you should. But what I do believe in is sustainable. I mean, sustainability. Being able to work with your lifestyle, being able to make changes, you won't lose 10 pounds in a week, but when you once you do lose, lose those 10 pounds in a month or two, you're going to feel so much better, and you're actually going to learn to stick with whatever meal plan and whatever um, exercise schedule you choose, because the fact of the matter is... We're creatures of habit, and it takes a full month for a habit to form fully. And so that's why I heard recently, actually, this is a good piece of advice, from a health coach online, and something she said is, you know, when people start changing their diet, they think, or they focus too much on what they need to cut out, but it's more of crowding out the bad with good. So... If you can add spinach to whatever meal you're about to eat, go ahead and eat it. Even if you're about to eat your hamburger, even if you're about to eat whatever it is, if you can add spinach to it, go for it. If you want pizza, have a spinach salad on the side. It'll make it. It'll make you make it easier to eat. I'm guaranteeing that. Um, different things of that nature, and I thought that that was very interesting. And like I said, it's long-lasting. The effects are long-lasting. And it helps create those habits, which, of course, is very important if you're trying to have a sustainable lifestyle. So that's just the whole body thing. I'm going to go ahead and get the most superficial thing out of the way because I feel like we can all relate to that. Something, though, that never, never has never bothered me personally, and when I see it on the people or on myself, just as it doesn't bother me, is cellulite and stretch marks. To me, those are signifying marks of a woman and sometimes the stress women's bodies go through. Um, the whole belly thing, I've mentioned before that I've worked at a plastic surgery's, plastic surgeon's office, and um, you know, when women give birth, obviously, or when, when, when women are pregnant, better said, they have a huge belly. And then all the elasticity and the collagen is damaged in the belly once the baby is gone because it tried to goes back to its normal shape. But in the end, most women do have a lot of loose skin. I've never found that ugly. I have never found that to be something, you know, horrible and that you had to get rid of, blah, blah, blah. But when I was at the surgeon's office, something that really bothered me was how... He um, was helping one of the patients. I just so happened to be in the pre-op room and kind of assisting 
with the IV and whatnot. And he said, okay, we're going to do lipo today, great, whatever. And then he talked about um, her getting an abdominoplasty or a tummy tuck. He said, yeah, look at that. Look at all that skin. You don't want that. That's not beautiful. When are we going to get you a, when are we going to get you scheduled for a tummy tuck? I mean, immediately, not immediately after this liposuction, but definitely soon because you're going to need it. And I'm thinking, I'm looking there cross-eyed looking at fake cameras and I'm like what <laughs> what did this man just tell this woman like that's not okay I don't believe that anyone ever has the right to tell you what you need or what you don't need to do to your own body as far as your health like yes doctors give wonderful advice when you go to your physician and he tells you hey you know you're a little overweight or Maybe we should start incorporating diet, a healthy diet or some vegetables and exercise because those things are good for the human body. But this woman has given birth to a whole human being. I'm not going to expect an A-list model to pop out of the OR room or the delivery room, okay? And I don't think you should either. And I don't find anything wrong with having that. Now, if you've had those procedures done, good for you, girl. You have the money, you have the resources, you have the time to recover, and that's totally okay. And you, you look great, I'm sure. But for people to actually feel the need or the right to tell you, hey, you should probably get breast og, or hey, you should get a tummy tuck because, girl, you really need it. Like, that's, that's, mm -mm. I don't agree with that logic. I'm sorry, I don't mean any disrespect, and I know he's a plastic surgeon, he's just trying to get his guap. I respect the hustle, I get it, go chase the bag, but when you mess with someone's psyche like that, and telling them, hey, you probably didn't have this insecurity, or you probably never had this thought, but I'm infiltrating your mind with the idea that you need this uh, sur surgery procedure, it's like, kind of implanting this idea that may have been a fleeting thought before but now it's something that she's going to be probably obsessing over at this point because a stranger someone that she hasn't really met before or someone that she doesn't know personally has the audacity to to tell her hey you need to tell me talk i don't know i just that sat with me in the wrong way i i just didn't really like that um and like I said, I feel like a woman's body is just, it goes through so much stress. I mean, we go through so much. And so obviously we're going to have effects of that. And it's going to be, you know, scars over our, all, all over our body. But those are just a telltale sign that we've been through X, Y, Z. And I don't see anything ugly. I've never seen anything ugly about that. I have cellulite, I have stretch marks, and I don't care. I've never cared. I don't want to get them removed. I don't care to put stretch mark cream. And if you do, that's okay. I'm not judging you for that. that that's your choice. But personally, I wouldn't for, I wouldn't put enough work into that. I just that's too much energy that will be sucked away from me. So that's my whole tangent and my rant on body image and where I'm at. Actually, where I'm at right now is I'm at a good stage with myself. I had to go th through a bit of a rough patch where, okay, let me just start with this. Ever since I got married, I've always been wanting to start a regular workout routine. 
I was doing so good at one point that I lost like close to 20 pounds in around two months, in around two months. And I'm gonna tell you the motiv- motivating factor to that. It wasn't to get healthier. It wasn't to make myself feel better, you know, feeling good because I'm giving myself good things to eat and I'm practice. I'm not practicing, um, I'm working out regularly, so obviously I'm gonna feel good. No, no, no. It was simply because I had just come back from the Dominican Republic and I had seen a ton of gorgeous women and I felt very insecure and I wanted to change that. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a kick in the butt, but I don't think that I should have done it for that specific reason and that reason only. And when I lost a ton of weight, it was wonderful. It was great. I felt light. I felt beautiful. This is around the time my best friend got married and I had just dyed my hair black. So I was really feeling myself. I was like, wow, you know, I'm not ugly. (laughs) I'm cute. And I just remember thinking that and my husband was telling me that I'm beautiful. Well, he always tells me I'm beautiful, but he really liked the little bit of a change that I was going through, just like anybody else would. And he was just encouraging me to keep going. But eventually we had friends come into town from out of town, even out of the country. So it didn't stick for that long because all we did was eat. And and then we went to New York and then all that hard work went away. And I've gained a little bit more than the weight I've lost. But right now, where I am right now, like I've mentioned before, is I, I did kind of go through a rough patch recently with my mental health and I wasn't eating so that's not good um, but that's because I had no appetite no desire to eat and I lost like seven pounds and I felt really I felt good I felt very good when I lost the weight but I lost it in such an unhealthy way that I just gained it back so right now I'm just trying to give myself good things to eat and work out to feel healthy not to be the hottest girl or to look better than than so and so it doesn't matter i just want to be healthy for me and to help myself and i'm gonna help my future self is what i'm trying to say so that's just kind of my my tangent on the whole body thing so of course that's one insecurity of mine that i'm still battling but it's not nowhere near as bad as it used to be kind of a a different thing that I've been insecure about in the past is my intelligence. Growing up, I've always been a pretty social person, pretty well-spoken for a little girl, and I'd make friends easily. That's just the kind of person I am. It's not because I have a beautiful personality that attracts people. Even though some people have said that, I'm not saying that I do. I just, I'm not afraid to talk to people. People don't intimidate me. So I just talk to whomever. And obviously with getting to meet more and more people, I found different traits and a pattern in people that attract me, that I'm attracted to. And I noticed that one of the bigger traits, one of the most recurring ones is uh, intelligence. I love speaking to intelligent people. And it's not because I consider myself intelligent. In fact, this is why I'm saying that, because I don't. It's because I feed feed myself with more information and more perspective on life and different topics in life. And for a long, 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 long dragged out time, 
I didn't feel intelligent enough to speak to whom, people whom I considered extremely brilliant. In fact, I'm going to read something real quick. This is something I wrote three and a half years ago in my little journal. I'm bringing out the journal, guys. It's a little dusty. Um, and this is what exactly what I said, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, the feelings of, un- sorry, the feelings of worthlessness always make their appearances. Unwanted, of course, because who would want to feel like the last kid picked on the team or the gun that's been stepped over? So much that it becomes a part of the cement ground itself. You just want to wrap around whatever confidence or dignity you might have left. But the supply is very limited and you're running out because another person, another brilliant mind comes along and completely obliterates whatever shred of confidence you may have left. They think such complex thoughts with ease, and they phrase them with such serenity to their tone. You envy the effortlessness of it all. And it's just that. <laughs> I've always felt like that. Not good enough to be considered smart or intelligent. I've done well academically, but I was also a very lazy student, so I did kind of the bare minimum just to get by because I wasn't intending on going to college anyways, because I just didn't feel smart. I've never felt smart. I've always enjoyed learning, but I've never felt like, you know, uh, a person that just delves themselves in new information because I've been so afraid of not understanding and only further disappointing myself. And it's interesting because I ended up marrying one of the most intelligent people I have ever met in my entire life. And it's not until I've built such a close relationship with someone whose intelligence I've admired since the day I've met that I finally realized that I do have some intelligence in me. I am smart, just in different ways. And it's funny because Danny is a brutally honest person. So he tells me the truth like it is. He does not sugarcoat anything. Uh, And the fact that he tells me that I'm smart and that I'm extremely intelligent and that he loves talking with me because we bounce ideas off each other and no topic is too taboo for us or too extreme for us. We just kind of discuss everything. And I learn a lot from him. I've learned a ton of things from him, just about everything, basically. And the way he explains things is so well-worded. You know you're smart whenever you can explain complex ideas in a a way that a child could understand it. And that's Danny. Like, he can do just that. So it took a long time for him to not just repeat, oh, no, you're smart, you're smart, you're smart, but for him to actually point out little things that I've done or said that he's like, wow, baby, you're really smart. Like, I'm so proud of you. Um, so I, I've never felt smart enough. I've never felt like I was brilliant, like a brilliant person. And that, that's messed with my self-esteem. And to this day, I don't think that I'm that smart. And I'm not saying that to fish for compliments. So don't be DMing me that you're smart because I, I don't want pity. I just, I'm just being real with you. I just want to tell you that if you've ever felt like that, you're definitely not alone. I felt exactly like that before. And yeah, just, I've always felt like the dumbest Gantes kid, you know, between me, Chris, Layla, which are my siblings, 
growing up, the three older ones, before Sayuri and Adriel, my other siblings, came into the picture, I always felt like the dumbest one. My sister Layla is incredibly intelligent. Chris is also very intelligent. He can retain information very well. Stuff he's read once and he still remembers. And it's taken me a long time and I guess getting over that fear of being incorrect or just being looked down upon to realize that I too have, you know, some degree of intelligence where I can retain information well. Maybe not 10 years down the road, but definitely enough to make me last a semester in college. So it's taken me some time to kind of get over that hill, but I still struggle with that to this day. I still think I'm stupid. I tell myself I'm stupid, which is very, very, very bad. Please don't do that to yourself because I can tell you that you're not stupid, okay? Every human being has something intelligent to offer to the world, and just because you haven't found it does not mean you're stupid. You're just lost, baby girl. You just gotta find your way back into your mind, into the crevices of your mind, and, and find what it is that suits you, what it is that brings out your intelligence. And it doesn't always have to be academic, you know? People who are so smart, go to Harvard or Yale or whatever Ivy League school, those people are often the least social socially intelligent or emotionally intelligent people and the most lonely and depressed you know and and i'm not just saying that to like bash them on there wow they're incredible they're geniuses but what i'm saying is you can't have it all so i always believe that it's good to feed yourself information at all times um, through podcast through reading through different documentaries even through pop culture i feel like you kind of informing yourself on what's going on in pop culture is also pretty smart too because then you become more aware of what's going on in the world and then also in the news etc so that's my whole thing on intelligence and yeah i've definitely needed to work on that i'm still working on that it's still a work in progress but hand in hand with intelligence i have never felt that i've been a creative person creativity is something that i've always envied not envied been jealous of i guess because i don't want to take creativity away from people i just wish i had it and ever since i was younger i never knew i could draw or i never drew because i was horrible at it i never did anything creative or to get my creative juices flowing because i felt like i had nothing to offer i feel like all my ideas were unoriginal everybody had already done it or how to be inspired and I just wished with everything in me that I could just have something pop into my head, something super cool. And you know what? Not everything is original, but still something I hadn't seen, something uniquely me that defines me and kind of just throw that onto a canvas or throw that onto a sketchbook, or whatever it was. And I never felt like I, I had anything to offer. And that was always really, really depressing to me. I actually have a page on that in this journal as well, but I can't find it. I'm too I'm not too jealous. I'm too lazy, goodness. I'm too lazy to find it. But I am very jealous of people who are creative. At least I was. And I still appreciate art. My husband and I, we love going to art museums and galleries and different things like that because art is gorgeous. And the fact that you can use it as a way to express your deep emotions or just reflect different ideas or convey different thoughts to me that's so fascinating and it's 
absolutely like mind-boggling how these people can come up with complete concepts and themes onto a canvas and they can say that without saying it at all which is wonderful um but it's taken me to literally until this podcast no i take that back until quarantine it's taken me since march so for 21 years i felt like i had nothing creative to offer to the world even though i've been surrounded by creative people my entire life married an extremely creative person still felt like i i was just another person i was just whatever you know but it didn't take it took me until this quarantine started to actually start painting because i've always liked painting um i painted a few things before i was painting a lot last summer and i think that's when it really started but then with school working my volunteer work and lots of other very important things i had going on i couldn't for a whole year until march and when march hit i had a ton of time quarantine coronavirus and quarantine have had horrible consequences people have died people have lost their job people are stuck in abusive homes where they feel neglected which my heart goes out to you oh my goodness if you ever need a vent please dm me please dm me on my instagram monday mornings with mel by the way shameless plug but yeah so all that i just yeah i i am so sorry and truth be told we've been negatively affected by corona as well but something good that has come from it is we have a lot of extra time so i've had time to explore kind of that creative side of my brain and i realized that i love to paint i love to write which i've always loved writing as you could tell i'm not saying that i'm good or anything but when pen hits paper i can convey my thoughts a lot more descriptively i love writing i wish i wrote more but whatever um yeah so love writing love painting and the podcast those little doodles i do on instagram are a lot of fun and i'm really happy to say that those doodles just come from my mind like i see a picture and i try to think of a way to enhance it without over like overwhelming the photo of course there are lots of things i can improve up on my little doodles but coming from a person who literally thought they couldn't draw a stick figure correctly i'd say that i'm doing okay i'm doing decent no not too shabby if i say if i can say so myself and it's made me a lot more confident in my creative side uh, so i really appreciate the podcast i really appreciate painting i really appreciate writing and um people have told me before that i'm creative in the way i speak that's that depends on the, on the time right now it's what 1208 12 a.m i'm not enunciating very well and i'm kind of tired <laughs> but i'm trying to get this out i'm trying to get this out so i'm trying to be consistent but that's besides the point the point is is that i felt very like i had no imagination and it took my husband it took the podcast it took friends to kind of push me in a direction that led me here and i'm grateful because 
it's really a stress reliever reliever but also it has been a way to prove to myself that i'm not just just the waste of space creatively creative oh my gosh creativities oh forget it <laughs> creatively speaking my goodness i don't know what's wrong with me i think it's the time guys <laughs> but um yeah that's what i'm trying to say is that <laughs> but i'm working on it and it has been wonderful like wonderful i have been able to express myself in many different forms of mediums and it has truly 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 been one of the remedies that's helped me get through this mental health stage which i'm going to talk about mental health in a whole separate podcast so those are just a couple of my insecurities but the last one i'll end up on is something that will apply to those who are in a relationship um whether your girlfriend boyfriend fiance or you're married is i felt like i haven't been a good enough wife and don't get me wrong danny has his flaws he has things he needs to work on but the good definitely outweighs the bad in this case and i'm not saying this in a way to show off my marriage or show off my husband and how he treats me but it's been a product of me you know asking for this in my own personal way and being very weary of him at first and just kind of digging out his personality i guess the way i went about it was the right way because i can assure i assured myself that he was the right person for me so it took trial and error and it took different things for me to get to the point where i, I got to meet danny of course and i'm very happy i did so our marriage is not rainbows and unicorns and happy things all the time it's not what i'm trying to convey here but um he is a very good husband very understanding and i felt like i have never been good enough for him i never will understand again i never will understand why he chose to marry me i don't see what he sees in me i've honestly i felt like a burden in his life and that is me to me. That's not what he's told me. That's not what anyone else has told me. That's what I've told myself. And I've told myself that so many times that I truly believe it. So that's deep. <laughs> that is deep. That is hard to say onto a platform where who knows who will hear it. But this is what I'm telling you right now, personally, is you're never a burden in anyone's life and that is a truth i've had to convince myself of so i know how hard that is to hear and accept it it's something that you truly have to believe with your own heart and with your own mind that you aren't a burden because we all have unique traits characteristics and qualities that we've developed and refined and polished over the years that have made us us we are soldiers in our own mind, battling imperfect thoughts every single day, which of course in turn makes us much more stronger, more resilient. And that's what I love about humans and human nature and the psyche and the psychology of it all is that to truly get to know a person kind of just depends on the person itself. You may have to break down a couple thousand walls or they just may be an open book and kind of let you know everything about them on the first time during the first um 
What is it? When you first encountered them, sorry. But we truly are all soldiers, and all of my insecurities, everything I've been battling throughout the years, they have all truly been something that have made me a stronger person. But one thing or one benefit of being insecure is the humility aspect. We're very humble. You know, we're humble ourselves, but there's always good to have a balance. And that's something that I'm still working on is having the balance. But um, I, I hope that you are able to work on that balance as well because it's so important to have that balance in life. But yeah, this is just a bit of me get to know the I guess the negative things first I don't know life Instagram Facebook is such a highlight reel of people's lives that sometimes I feel like it's okay to share your insecurities or things that you may battle be battling and this is what this podcast is about yes it's an outlet and it's a form of therapy for me just to expel my thoughts out into the world but it's also for you for you to listen and feel that you're not alone for you to understand that i am here for you and that you may be dealing with your own insecurities in your own way but trust me when you're there you know steeping in those negative thoughts it's just good to reassure yourself of the truth seek validation either from your partner or from someone that you really trust and hopefully you'll get it if not chat with me dm me and let me know how i can help be of a service of you and this is coming truly truly from my heart it's not disingenuine or something that i just say to say to fill the silence to fill time or to make you feel good or to flatter you it's something that i really mean So I hope that this podcast may do what it needs to do, and I hope that everything finds you well. And again, thank you so much for just chatting with me today, this week, wherever you're listening to this. I appreciate you so much, and I cannot wait to see you next week again if you're willing to come back. Have a great, wonderful rest of your week let me know how things go if you have any big projects let me know it's fun i'd love to interact with you again on my instagram and i'll see you next week at 8 a.m bye love